Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. We're back with another episode. I am Emma Wilman. I'm Mateo Lane. And today we sit down with Mateo's, well, not sit down, we get to, we talk with Mateo's friend, Henry Zembrowski, who joins us. Mateo is still in Montreal. I'm chiming in from New York. And Mateo and I get to catch up. Mateo's under the weather. He's saving his voice. He's did an hour of singing, um, and he's doing another hour tonight. So we get to catch up about how Montreal is for him. I had a, I don't know what we would call it, a personal dilemma. What would we call that, Mateo? That I get into with my sure a dilemma, a dilemma. And then you know, I talk, I talk about performing for gay audiences. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then we answer some questions. We answer some questions. Some questions about. Well, I guess you guys will have to find out by listening. Here it is. Okay, hey, how you doing? I, I'm doing really well. I'm in a, can you hear me okay? I'm I can hear you so crystal clear. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm sitting in bed, as per usual. You were, re- you were sick uh, for a little while, right? Yeah, I'm not quite over it. I'm still a little, I'm still a little under the weather, to tell you mm. the truth. Um, but I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, I had my show... Last night, my barber show, where I like sing. I shouldn't even be talking right now because I should be on vocal rest because my voice is like very tired. Oh boy! Um, so I have to sing for an hour and a half tonight. Are you singing all covers? Yeah, it's all Streisand covers, like when she wasn't famous yet. That's so funny. Do you dress up like yeah, that? No, that's so funny that everybody asks that, but I guess it makes sense. Um, it's just because drag is such a big thing I, right now, I guess. Hold on. Oh, hi, Henry. My friend Henry staying with me is here. I'm doing my podcast, Henry. So Sounds like you're talking to a dog. There. Yeah, I'm recording right now. <laughs> this is so professional. Um, but yeah, I'm so I'm here, and uh, I don't know. I'm, my schedule's so confusing and all over the place. I feel like I'm back in New York. Yeah, my schedule is getting got real weird too because of stuff in LA. But um, also, but when this comes out, they release the date when Mateo and I will have our Netflix um, comedy lineup air August thirty first. Um, I thirty first. August thirty first. I think Mateo looks great in his picture. I want to say the picture of me that's used for the promo is actually the worst picture of myself I've ever seen. I was actually shocked. I said, "Wow, that is the worst." I look like um, Ellen's little brother that's selling dentures. That's what it looks like. Well, you know what's worse than not having a picture is not being a part of it at all. Oh, my God. So grateful. Love the whole thing. So fun, the entire thing. I look like I'm wearing a a fucking toupee. I look at myself and I'm like, wow. I thought your picture was really good. It maybe looked like your head was shrunk a little bit, but. Emma, I'm wearing a full-on toupee. Like, I look like Stan from the Golden Girls. Like, I would, like, shaved my head specifically where I'm going to bald and then threw on a toupee. Oy, bae. Well, still. But, so the, I mean, I'm also happy to be involved. I totally. Know, on Twitter, when we tweeted it, that someone was like, "Is there going to be jokes?" And then what do you all think the that was? On the lineup, came back with something like, "I was like, no, it's a baking show." And you're like, "I'm going to do interpretive dance." Do you think that that he that was a shot at Nanette, or what is that? What was that guy doing? Just being a hater? I don't care. It's I mean, so it's weird like how a, many people being a hater. Yeah, and so many people are that take issue with the Nanette special. It's like. Because so many people love it, and then some people are hating on it. It's like, okay, either way, like, stop saying, like, that, like, 
it's just weird when people have such sometimes like the reaction is like okay maybe you're mad about something more than what you're seeing in the special maybe this is triggering some kind of like like underlying like homophobe because it's like if you don't like something you just be like okay i don't like it it's not for me you don't have to be like i fucking ah! like some people are so mad about it it's like okay maybe this is about something more than you not liking the special well a lot of comics reviews have been, I like it, but is it comedy? That's up for debate. So that's like a totally. big debate about it. And, and that's I've fair. I've kind of taken this role at the past like week thinking about it. I was like, you know what? At the end, like, remember how she was saying, why are we assigning gender to children? Like, it's so much pressure for them. And, and part of me thinks, why are we assigning, why are we trying to categorize everything? Like, you know what? How about it just is what it is. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. We don't right. have to have this giant existential conversation about what comedy is and what it isn't. There's something for everyone. And if this is something that someone likes and it makes them feel good or it's something that they can relate to, then good. Right. A comedy special that's more Joan Rivers or Dave Chappelle, or there's something for everybody out there. And and we have to stop like putting everything in a box because even the comedy you and I are doing are, I'm sure people don't consider comedy just because we're gay. I don't consider it. So it's like, who, who are we to judge? You know? Right. I think sometimes it makes people get a little bit nervous, too, because then they're like, oh, is this it's like when people build things up to be like more than they're like, is this going to change everything? Does is this what does this mean for me? And then people. Yeah. Existential. Good word choice. Look, art is always changing. But the fundamental like painting, paintings always change. Right. Mm. You have from realism to post-impressionism to impressionism to abstract expressionism to you know, uh, cubism, so surrealism, but at the end of the, at the base I of it, I cheated in art history. Paint, but the base of it, they're still using a paint and a brush. Right. And so comedy is going to evolve. Comedy is going to change. It's going to change, but the base of it will still be someone's laughing. So, you know, I had the most fun show to evolve. I'm sure it'll evolve. And I had to be so, I had the most fun show in Portsmouth, New Hampshire this past weekend. It was like the most, it made up for my feeling about stuff at, um, in Mohegan Sun. Like it was like, it was just such a nice, cause first of all, I had a show on Friday in Portland, Maine. So then that was so fucking bizarre because I have all, I'm from Maine. So all like these friends and like people I knew from high school and a lot of them listen to the podcast. So shout out to them. It meant so much to me too. Cause it was such like, all these different parts of like my high school were there, including my ex-boyfriend, Tony, which when I saw him, I was like, Tony, like I was just talking about how I gave you blowjobs. <laughs> and he was like, ah! and I met his new girlfriend and she was like actually super attractive. Like, you know, it, it was just so funny. But and then she was also a lesbian. She like, was hot. Like, no. Oh, hello, Emma. Yeah. Right. Nice I've been like, what the hell? But, but my dad and stepmom were there and my step grandmother and her new boyfriend. So it was just like a really, really funny mix of people. And the show was fine. It was just, it was fine. It was funny. But then the show the next night in Fort Smith, New Hampshire, I, it, for, it sold out. It's like the first time I sold something out, out before. So I got like the bonus on that. And that was, it was just like really like fun. And I'd been there the year before too. Like this room, the music hall loft in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, they, they book all different kinds of acts. So it's like a little, it's not a theater space, but it's kind of like set up like that. But it's there's no opener, there's no host. It's not a comedy club, so it's a, just a performance venue. So it's in the back of an Arby's. No, it's a it's like um I guess it would be, I don't I wonder how many people it, I don't know exactly know how many people it fits, but it's the seating is great, like everything is really well done in there. And but you just go up and I just went up and they had me do an hour, and I was it was but it was like it was just so. And I knew my do phone wasn't recording. Do you go up and do an hour or do you not? I do not. I do not. I I 
thought about it, like when I first started doing colleges, and I think it was Nick Turner gave me this, who's a comedian, he, he gave me this really good trick, because him and I were doing a college together, and we were each supposed to do an hour. We both, when we got there, we said to the kids, because we're two comedians doing an hour, that's too long a show. So when we got it's there, too much. too much, the kids were like, how much time do you want to do? And we both looked at each other and looked at them and we went, half an hour and they were like okay cool yeah and they're like are you sure that's okay with you guys you don't want to each do the hour and we were like um we'll, we'll forfeit it this time and they're like cool i remember that show too because before i went on this girl goes do you well, get- what's the trick he taught oh you? this is the trick he puts his phone on he writes it his notes like he the sets on his phone and then he would put it on dim so then when he looks at other people can't see it but then when he looks directly down at it he can see the notes in the phone so you do use notes no i don't do that but that's a trick he told me Oh, I don't do that. I actually write, I get on a sheet of paper and I write down every single joke that I'm going to do. And then I just put it on the stool. Yeah, I thought about it. I felt like at first, like not doing that because everyone's like, you shouldn't do that. But then I watched Joan Rivers and she, till she died, had written notes all over the stage. That's interesting. Well, if Joan Rivers can do it, then I can do it. And you'd only, you only do it if you're doing an hour. Yeah, if I'm doing it, if I'm doing if a half hour or less, no. If I'm doing a half hour or more, yeah, I do. So for 45 minutes you'd do it? Yeah. I have Now if I do 45 minutes like five times in a row, by the third time I don't need it. Right. But the first two times I do. That's interesting. I, you know, I'm sure it's not professional, but... No, I think whatever. it is. I Who think it... it? Also, it's more productive for... It's more productive for you, too. I, I think because it's like then you're not going to like miss something. You know what I mean? Can I tell you about my show? Because I did my solo show last night. Yes, please. I want to hear all about it. And I've got a doozy of a story for you, too. <laughs> um, well, uh, Henry Kapersky and I did our Barbara Streisand show where I basically just sing all her old songs. And we did it at this venue. And at first, JFL was like, well, we can have you guys do it like at an outside venue. And I was like, well, that's like, it's not a passerby type show. Like, it's a full show. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, no. That's okay. And then they're like, oh, no, no, we found a venue like called Cafe Cleo. And we're like, great. So we did it at Cafe Cleo, and it seats about 140. Now, what does Henry do? Do He plays piano, or what does he do? Piano, yeah, music conductor, writer, like everything. Nice, And we were like, oh, God, I hope people come to this show. Of course. And uh, it ended up being... Uh, sold out, so 140 Yay! That's amazing. And it was just the best show ever. Henry, do you want to come talk to us about the show? Yeah. Come over here. Who who be- who was in the audience? Right was here. it mostly gay men? It was 100% gay men. I That's mean, like, so funny. This is Henry, everybody. Hi, so, Henry. How you doing? I'm great, Emma. Thank you. Have we met before, Henry? I'm sorry? What did you say, have we, Henry, have we met before? We met at Littlefield one time. It was briefly. Yes, we did. I remember. Yep, yep. I remember. I remember. You were great. Uh, Henry, tell us about the show last night. The show was truly magical. Mateo was at his best. Like, and it was such a unique thing. Like, I could, you could tell the audience was mesmerized because they've been seeing stand up, which is the best. But then to see Mateo, right. like, sing so incredibly. He's speaking all the languages. He's just off the cuff doing it was just he was on fire and oh like, i love that and i sat in a chair the whole time because i thought <laughs> and i had hurt my knee so i thought i would just sit in the chair and kind of do a, a confessions tour oh i love that. that's so great 
<laughs> yeah, and now Henry's in this Airbnb with me, which I think we now live in Montreal. I think yeah, it's so I great. It. I, I think it's so great when it's all gay men at something. It's for like a, it's like something about it is like really powerful. Yeah, it can be like the most powerful, wonderful thing, or the most destructive <laughs> thing too. <laughs> That's it's so true. Like, well, I, I lesbians are a little more neutral. Been, Gay men are yeah. It's I've either the most wonderful or straight audiences every single yep. night, which is great. But then, you know, when you walk into a room oh. full of gay men, it really is like a big sigh of relief. It's, a, it's like, like coming home. And that's what it is. It's like you don't have to build. And it's it's such a relief when you don't have to build that bridge all the fucking time to be like, it, mm. it's just they're just already there. So you can just go into it. And it's not only are they already there. They're a lot of times feeling the same way about you. And this is so great. I don't know if you felt this, Henry, before, but Mateo's talked a lot about how performing for gay men in the past was like more bristly but now you like love it so like that's a i think that's a real evolution in i don't know self-acceptance or what do you think did you it think is? porn for gay men say it again did you say porn for gay men i said performing for gay men oh i thought you said porn for gay men and i was like wait emma what no I no performing like, for gay men performing 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember Mateo used to say how much he like gay audiences don't like me, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and you know the whole Sam Smith phenomenon. But now, yeah, Mateo, I think like you figured it out, or gay people have come around. I don't know, but I think you know what it is. I think it's like when you're maybe I'm a little more known now to gay people, so people follow me and then want to come see. Yes, me and gay men respond well. This, but... Gay men respond like when I was at the Glad Awards, this Broadway actor. Um, I mentioned Mateo and he was like, oh, my God, like, I love him. I think he's like the voice of a generation. And I was like, I literally was like, could you would you want to say that into my phone? And he was like, ha, 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 ha. But I was like, <laughs> uh, just like, it'd be good to ha- I, I, like, it, I, I was like, I'll, I'll pass it on. I was like, but you should like you should say that into my phone and I'll send it. And he just thought I was kidding. And I was like, all right, whatever. But it was just well, let me just quickly say my evolution with it. Please. I don't want like to skip over this. And like, I just think that like when I first started comedy, it's hard to go into these gay rooms because we're not used to seeing gay men do comedy in a, in a lot of ways. Gay men see more often women or drag queens or, right. you know, so like the, Brad Lokley and other, other few gay men have been doing it for a long time who are total professionals. You know, they know how to handle it. I, I wasn't able to, I was too scared. I was like, Oh God, like, are they going to hate me? This and that, you know, but now that, because I think maybe I'm a little more out there and then there's Joel Kim Booster and there's Julio Torres and, and James Adomian and, and, and so forth. You know, I think it's like we're getting used to the fact of seeing gay men do comedy. It's almost like when gays first started watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Like we didn't know, some didn't really know how to handle it. You were right. kind of like, wait, what? And now it's like we've gotten over that internalized homophobia and we are embracing it in every way, shape and form. And it's like, you know, I don't, maybe I'm making it, I don't, Henry, does this make any sense? I think it's also totally. you feeling more comfortable too, because now I feel super comfortable. I used to be like, oh my God, lesbians are going to see right through me. And then they're going to like, they're going to think I'm not be, or I feel like, I feel like almost like annoyed at them. Cause I wanted to be like, it was when I was doing all these colleges. I'm like, I'm out there in the middle of, you know, rural America doing shows and at colleges. And then I felt like lesbians thought that I wasn't like you know, catering to them enough. But then I was like, well, I'm actually out there like in front of like getting into places that you guys aren't getting access to. And it's hard, which is all my own shit. So then now that I'm like much more comfortable with it, like sometimes it does bother me. Like if, but I like I love now like lesbians, it's like fun. Like if 
if there's like cute feminine ones, it'd make me more nervous. But I can't tell the the cute feminine ones. You can't usually tell are gay. Well, last night there was a group of I swear to you, hot Instagram gays, like all in the front row. Hubba and I hubba! Was like, good lord! I was like, you guys are all so like. It was like I was like, they're ready for their Instagram photo. I mean, they were all like, it was so sh- <laughs> so shocking to me. That's amazing. But, um, I think you're right. I think I'm like more comfortable with myself and a lot of it was my own shit totally and now that i'm over it i feel i i look at gay audiences like a giant sigh of relief like i a, agree a celebration emma do you get to perform for predominantly lesbian audiences often no i don't actually not at all but it's funny recently lesbians have been coming out more and like i feel like that means a lot to me because i feel like I don't really come. And you know from... how hard it is to get lesbians out of the house. Holler, at 8 PM. seriously. Well, for the lesbians, we do a six PM show. But this is the lesbian yeah. men. <laughs> but we do. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever been in a room full like that's been less the, than five percent lesbian. The older you know, lesbians or, are incredible. Like the older lesbians at the show in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. There's this lesbian couple up front. They were so cute. And I mentioned I did my the joke about a girl wanting to get hit in the face. And then they turned and looked at each other and they were whispering and I go, Are you explaining to one what hitting in the faces during sex and they go, Well no, we just we just know that you're you're exaggerating. That's not true. That doesn't happen. And I go it does happen. It happens like one out of thirteen people girls that I like to get hit in the face in New York, one out of probably five. And then they like whisper to each other. And then I was like, now what are you guys whispering? And they go, well, we just remembered that when we go to Long Island, the lesbians, they are into some really far out stuff. So it must be those Long Island lesbians. And oh my God. They, these two lesbians had been together for like they, they said they'd been together like 30 something years. But it was just older lesbians are so cute. And then I'd noticed actually I would get like a really positive reaction from like um, women of color lesbians because I did like a couple shows with that or like. That would be, but the ones where it would be the toughest would be, or who would come up afterwards and say they enjoyed it, the toughest would be young white lesbians. But now they've kind of come around. But I've, it's been like, I could probably count on a hand the amount of time that it's been predominantly lesbians. Predominantly gay men has happened a few times, but one time was in Cancun and it was, it was all gay men prob- that like were probably like 50 and up. And it was the cutest. It was so fucking. It was wonderful. You mean you weren't booed at an AIDS event for calling Britney Spears weekend at Bernie's and Vegas? <laughs> I still don't know why you did you did, you said that though. Because they said because they were so mad at me because I, they wanted me to perform stand up in a jock strap. That's what they said, right? So which like, is harassment. You put on a jock strap, and I was like, oh, so you won't or you won't celebrate your own community, but you'll support that weekend at Bernie's and Vegas, Britney Spears, the. Booze. I'll never well, forget the booze. Tyler thinks I'll never that's hilarious. Two hundred gay men booing you. So they booed you? Like they actually audibly booed? Yes, I was supposed Ugh. to do fifteen minutes. I did like six and walked mm. off, screaming. I'm sure you're all mask tops, but I've been watching you mince and prance around here for the past fifteen minutes. Fuck you. Mateo. And then the strippers looked at me like I made the wrong choice in life. Right. God, does it ever? So, do you guys have any more barber shows coming up, or did you guys? Is, was it just? The one last night. We have our we have our show tonight. We have one more show, and I really have to be careful because I'm talking and my voice is not great. Well, I'm like I don't know why I'm talking right now. I can um t- I can tell you guys uh, a crazy story. Oh, I yeah. Um, what, Henry, do you have a boyfriend? No, I'm single. Nice. Um, th- and that- everyone on Instagram thinks he's hot and wants to marry him. Holler! What kind of guys yeah. do you like? 
Um, I, I like kind of everything. I'm not like seeking at all right now. Right now, the most important thing to me, I think I want someone older mm. and wiser. <laughs> so he's going for Merlin. Yeah, I was going to say Dumbledore, same thing. <laughs> Do you like, so, wait, so when people say that, when they're like, oh, I don't have a type, like that means like they are into like versatile, like verse people. Oh, like I, I mean, want, I want more, more of a bottom. Actually, but. Yeah, I, I, I am versatile, mm. um, but no, as far as type, I truly mean, like, I, I'm i open to a- a- any type of man or person, really. I, I'm even open to, like, women, honestly. I, not that it's not likely, but I truly, like, Good for am you. in a place where I'm, like, show me universe. <laughs> uh, well, I got to tell you guys this. I didn't even get a chance to tell this to Mateo. I was doing this, like, prayer, like, turn it over to the universe. I don't want to be in control anymore. Like, I just want to like get out of my own way and turn it over. And then that night I got some mm-hmm. news where I got like cut from something. And I was like, okay, universe. Like I, we, I said, I'd trust you, whatever. And then it, in the past two days, I figured out that I actually didn't get cut and got more than I thought from the thing. So I was like, cause it's like when you turn it over, it's at least for me, I'll be like, I want something good right now. Like, okay, universe. Yeah, and then it's like presented, and then it doesn't, and you're like, never mind, it doesn't work. But then when you actually like surrender and are kind of like, okay, and then maybe it's not what you want, and you're like, still like, okay, and then it does pop up, or maybe it doesn't. But that's yes. the whole point of being open to the universe isn't being like, and then here comes Prince Charming. It's like, okay, I'm really gonna see what you got, have to pop up. Mm-hmm. So yes. we don't know who yes. will be at, who will be at the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Probably more Instagram gays coming for Henry. Yeah. Well, Mateo had this friend of Patty's. We had this friend of Patty's on named Mike who was like, oh, my God. I, he was so amazing. There, We did the episode about, like, tops versus bottoms. It was a debate. It was really funny. Which we still have to have a live debate about that. We, we were have debating to. Whether, is it harder to be a bottom? All right. Let's, let's see if Henry can answer this because he's versed. Is it oh, yeah. harder? This is all-encompassing. Is it harder to be a top? Or is it harder to be a bottom? No pun intended. <laughs> it's more work to be a bottom. Oh, get out of here. What are you guys talking what? about? How do you... It's just not... That's the, that's... Like, you know what? My friend, my friend Taylor put it best. No. Bottoming is, like, bottoming is like going to the grocery store, getting the Thanksgiving dinner, preparing the Thanksgiving dinner, feeding the Thanksgiving dinner. And then well, then you guys are with some shitty, afterwards. lazy tops because when I'm topping, I'm like running a movie production. I'm like flipping the person around. I'm fucking you with this. I'm fucking you with that. I'm like orchestrating this. Get over here. Get over there. Bend over this. I'm like wiggling it all around. And if I was like a penis top, first of all, you got to like not have your, the penis tops and not have yourself. Uh, you're do, I'm doing everything. The, the bottom for I would think about the bottom. You're literally on the bottom getting fucked. That is true. I guess, like, when it's actually happening, yeah, the top has more to do. Um, but but the, the prep is, like, you know, the prep's the not prep. fun. So, right, the, the prep, prep for gay men is not... I was talking to someone who told me about this new medical procedure. Yeah, you, know what the, you know what the, mm. the prep is for, for bottom or for, for top is, like, oh, I'm hard. There, totally. You, you guys are 100% right about that. So the physical prep is different. And then lesbians, is, that's, like, different. But I was talking to this guy. Someone told me that there's this new procedure that doctors can do. I don't want to really grow... Well, it's where it's, like, then the, they have something where they rewire the tube so the tube comes out like a poop bag in the stomach so then the ass is always clean so the person can always get fucked what yeah it's like 40 grand what? yeah okay you know what that's that's not a new procedure my dad had that when he had, <laughs> vasculi- he had vasculitis he almost died 
and he was in the hospital for seven months, and they cut his intestines, and they had a colostomy bag. That is it a colostomy bag? Is it is? Yes, pain? yeah. No, no that this was a I forget what it's called, but it's basically a bag that comes out of your stomach, and then you your shit goes in there, collects in there, and then right. you you dump it out. But it's for like people who are dying. But now they have it. I guess some people are doing it so they can just like don't have to do that prep. No. How much are you bottoming that you're getting surgery to have your intestines come out of just the right amount? That's the that that's, that's the little wife for me. Just the right amount. Just the please. right amount. I've embraced what's the, what's it. What's the story you're going to tell? I mean, okay. What's the story you're going to tell? I have two stories for you guys. One I'm sitting up straight. But they're both ridiculous. So, ugh. Okay, one maybe I'll save for Patreon. I think I'm going to save I'm going to save one of them for Patreon. Okay, this one was Yeah, save it for the Patreon because people should be Do you guys want to hear the funny one that's like funny but me being ridiculous or do you want the more like dramatic one? I want the funny one. We'll okay. go for the drama on Patreon. So this is funny and this is completely like ridiculous of me. So ri- this uh, this is ridiculous. So one of my best friends from home who I love 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 um works in the city and then Whenever um, I've, like, referred someone to her, to, like, the businesses that she works in is one that, like, a lot of people want to work in. Let's say say she works in fashion. So anytime I know someone that's interested in fashion, then I'll have them meet up with her. And she's been so generous about just, like, getting coffee or whatever with people. And then she sent me a couple people that want to get into comedy. And, like, I've not followed through with meeting up. So last week she was, like, uh, she was meeting up with a, a buddy of mine. And then I was, like, oh, my God, she's met up with, like, four people for me. I, hey, who's the person you wanted me to meet up with? I'll hit them up right now. So she's like, this is her name. I text the girl. She's like, oh, I'll come to your show tonight. Great, great. So the show I was doing was like this like more urban show at Gotham. And I get there. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the girl looks like. Now, 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 now. The girl is so nice. But it was a, it was a, it was a man, one lesbian. Really nice, right? And then all of a sudden I felt self-conscious because I was like, oh, my God. And this is nothing to do with the girl who was absolutely awesome. We had so much fun. Like, she's, like, super talented. It was really fun. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. Everyone's going to think we're a couple. So as we go in, I could I could feel it in the way people were like, Emma, oh, hey. Oh, it's so good to meet you. Oh, you brought your friend. And then when I go down, the the show, like, the people were, like, really trying to, like, Oh, be like, oh, that's what's up. Like, you, oh, okay. Like, cool, cool. Good for you. And in my head, I was cooking because I didn't want anyone thinking that I was with a more man one lesbian. And it looked like a first date because we didn't know each other. So it was like, so where are you from? I'm from here. Where are you from? Like, we're getting to know each other. But it looked like we were on a date. And then I felt like so, like, I literally wanted to go back the next day and be like, just so everyone knows, I date feminine women. But I, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) Like, I literally wanted to email someone and be like, and like this poor girl who's like, she's awesome. She's absolutely awesome. Like, she's great. She couldn't be sweeter. Super cute. But, and and then, but I swear to God, like I've been going into Gotham Comedy Club now for years. So I know the security guys. I know the manager there. I know the GM. I know the wait staff. All of them are like, like there's this one point where her and I are like sitting next to each other, like you know make talking he walks by he sees me keeps says hi keeps going sees her stops come back oh it's so nice to meet you thank you so much for coming he thought it was my girlfriend and so i'm like cooking over there i'm like i'm like like cooking because i didn't want anyone to think i was with a man one lesbian what is that called 
What's I, I think? Can I? Emma reminds me. Of like I have a problem, great, right? Like, and then I was going to character. And then no, I was going to have a problem. No, and then I said to my friend, so I didn't say this to my friend. I, I was going to mess with my friend and be like, oh, you did, I'm surprised you didn't give me a heads up. It was a man, one lesbian. You know, I couldn't say that to her because she'd be like, that's like fucking ridiculous. Like, are you in like, she's not going to say that. Like, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally it's totally inappropriate. And I have plenty of man, one lesbian think? friends. I, wait, I need some like a glossary definition of what do you, your man something lesbian what like a like a lesbian who's really butch yeah oh, and you you're saying you don't want to be you don't want people to think that she's with a butch woman oh she's the man is what Emma yeah says. but I this like butch catch. but this butch woman was super pretty in the face she was really pretty so nice um and absolutely awesome so this is Someone would be honored to You're be describing with- her like she. I, I'm literally imagining like an elephant's foot with a face. No, she's actually beautiful. She's she's great. This is this is so. It wasn't that. Like anyone would be honored if someone is more attracted to more masculine women. This woman is for you. Like she's absolute. She's super cute, super nice, funny, adorable, very pretty face. So this is not. It's purely just me. But it, but it seemed like a date because we were meeting Did for the you first know, like, time. Because you felt like you were more effeminate around her. Emma yes, like Mateo. That is right. actually part of what it was. Because I was I'm working on my femininity, oh. Henry. Because it's the lesbian Hunger Games out here. In case you haven't noticed, every every goddamn lesbian and their mother is getting into stand up comedy. So I'm fem- I'm tr- they're all going uh-huh. butcher. They're all becoming lumber roly poly lumberjacks. I'm out here working out, getting my hair done. So. I'm showed up in a V-neck because right. I'm in to put in it to win it in this show business. So, I mean, the thought process of Emma is mind-boggling. Like, none of this would have ever occurred to me. I, I, but I, I didn't want to let internalized homoph- homophobia win because, like, right when we meet up, she's so nice. She's like, "Hi," and I right when we meet up, I was like, <gasps> and like it was like red alert, like man, one lesbian. And I was like, right when we walk in, and we're like making the small talk, looking like we're meeting up on a date, and we got there an hour early. Yeah, Emma, you sound a little bit like your mother. Really? Like, But my I mom's not homophobic. No, not you're not homophobic either. I'm just saying, like, there's, I'm seeing like some parallel thinking between you and your mom. So you want people to perceive you as, as a, a masculine person. Mm-hmm. Got it. What was that response, Emma? No, yeah, exactly. Got it, got it. So then and I you just... think when someone... You thought she was more masked than you. I would say, in that instance, I had the V-neck. She's prettier, actually. Like, she's absolutely adorable. Um, mm-hmm. But the way we were dressed that night, I would say it was about equal. What, were you in, like, a welder's, like, uh, uh, apron? Like, what were you wearing? Well, she's totally adorable, actually. Um, so do you have a crush on her? No. Are you single, Emma? I started seeing someone that's been... It's been so magical. It's so fucking weird because I I had been in these, like, really... Dr- I actually, to be totally honest with you guys, I feel like I haven't had a girlfriend for a long time because my last girlfriend that in my heart, that I, like, let into my heart was someone from, like, three years ago who wasn't in the business. Then I lived with someone that was in entertainment and then, and that's what the story is about that I'm going to tell on Patreon. And then I like dated a couple other people. Um, one of them, I got super infatuated with this Canadian, like who we've all heard about. Uh, but this one is like, 
she's really nice. She's just really like kind to me and nice, and she's really interesting. She's really she's good energy. She's I good energy. Smart. She's good energy. She's an art therapist. Yeah, she's I really upfront. She's a total lesbian. Yeah, but this and the sex is actually amazing. I haven't had sex. It's it's incredible. Like it's so fun. Um, and if it, it's she's just so nice. I saw her on um Sunday. She made me a bunch of vegetables. Wow. I How know. We met on Tinder and I wasn't going to go on the date. I remember being like, oh, I don't want to go on the date. I was like tired out from the Canadian. And then I wasn't going to go on the date. Didn't I, t- didn't I tell you to go on the date? Or did you I told me. Not to? Nope. You and Carly both said to go on the date. I was kind of like, and uh, my actually, and my friend Kate said to go on the date. I was like, I was like, I, I was just like kind of, like, I remember just like kind of like laying in bed. I was like reading some self help book. Like, I'm going to cancel. And then. I had talked to each one of you people. You got each one of you people. Each one of you got each one of you guys at one point. And you were all like, "I think you should do it." You're thinking of the date when I went out more recently. Um, yeah, that was with the actress. Yes, yes, yes. And she, who was that? She that girl was awesome. Like, I think if I hadn't just started seeing the art therapist, I'd want to explore that. But I think that there's something with this art therapist here. It makes me feel really nice. And that's what one thing that scares me is like my the addict in me. I'm like, oh, the addict in me. Like, I could see. Because there's no chaos there. It's just nice. She follows through. Actually, her and I were on the Bennington show yesterday. T- together? Here's what happened. So I ran into Ron Bennington, who's like a radio god. He's friends with Mateo, too. Like, he's awesome. He's been so nice to both of us. Um, I ran into him at the cellar, and he's like, are you dating anyone? I was like, oh, I mentioned the, the art therapist. And he was like, what's art therapy? And I was like, oh, like therapy with art. And he was like, he's knows about it so he's, i mean i still don't know how i feel about art therapy like as an artist i'm not sure like, well you gotta have so how it is but it's all talk therapy and then they give you certain it's a certain like right some certain prompts like say like there was something you're having a hard time explaining then they would have you like draw it and then like talk about how you feel and like different like components but if you don't know how to draw then it'd be like oh this is even harder why don't you just explain to me what you're saying because you don't know how to draw you know, you're, you're too black and white about it yeah they do they do like prompts and stuff i can't explain it as, as well but ron was asking me all these questions and i was like i don't really know and he was like well would she ever want to come well, on the show and i was like probably not i had an aunt who did like action figure or doll therapy like in sandboxes and like wait used, what like, dolls to represent like i know was and this one, a and certification was, like, she, looked at my, she looked at my star wars action figures and she was like oh these would be good for therapy i'm like really you want someone to hold bib fortuna and princess leia and like explain their life family problems together wait was this something she was certified in or was she just kind of doing it off the cuff i mean i would assume that she has like some kind of degree she has patience <laughs> and, like, stuff. <laughs> she's got to be in <laughs> i mean i don't know i just remember her looking at literally like it's so funny because it's like you know <laughs> governor tarkin and she's like oh that'll be great and, like, really, the guy who blew up Alderaan, like, I don't think you know, like, no. Like, I don't think that you would use Star Wars action figures. That's Is like, anyone being, like all... we're going to use the Dark Phoenix from X-Men. I'm surprised that you had um, such, like, masculine action figures, actually. You know, I, that's the thing. Is like, growing up, I I was a mix of, like, yeah, super, I mean, the, of course, my favorite was, like, women love it but um i had x-men action figures i collected star wars action figures for a long time i bet you were such a cute little kid and i collected x-men cards um yeah you know i mean that's like you know that was was kind of like butch stuff i did when i was a kid right butching it up butching it up by the way we should we i'm just saying we have like 
10 minutes, we should answer some questions. Oh, yeah, let's answer some questions and we'll do our Patreon. And Henry, when was the last time you had a boyfriend, by the way? I'm just curious. What? When was the last time Henry had a boyfriend? Um, I broke up with my long-term boyfriend last April. So it's been like a year and a couple months. Oh, good for you. Um, Okay, so this one is, what is one of the most horrifying, embarrassing childhood experiences you've had? I oh, once God. found a caterpillar in my pubes and have been clean shaven ever since. So, all right, let's start with Henry. Henry, what's one of the most horrifying, embarrassing childhood experiences? If that didn't happen in front of people, though, who cares? Well, uh, yeah, but still, you know, right. maybe, maybe they found the caterpillar in their pubes, like during sex, which mm. would be horrifying, especially if they're yeah, a kid. Man, like, I swear, I'm clean. <laughs> the, the hungry, hungry caterpillar is digging burrows through your pubes. Oh my god! What's the? I'm, I can't think of anything right now. Really? Uh, I've never been embarrassed in my life. I'm confident. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I guess. Well, oh, in I the shower. Them all out. Right. Um, I might. You might come back to me. Emma, what's yours? Oh my god! Okay, the most embarrassing. Okay, I'm just gonna do it. Like you know, when someone says like, like they say a word, and then you say the first association with it, like peanut, and then you're like, mom. Um, this, the first thing that comes to me when I think most embarrassing story, maybe because I was just talking about it recently was, ugh. well, actually, oh, I'm getting flooded with memories right now. But one is when I was in second grade, I was in second grade and I love to eat salt and I just always like salt. And I went to a Waldorf school and I grew up in Maine. So there was like lots of like road salts around and I was, like, going into the Waldorf school, and there was, like, a big, like, container of road salt for the driveway. And when I was going in, I, like, took some pieces and, like, ate it. And then I, like, told my teacher, like, because I was, like, mm, I don't feel good. And she was, like, what's up? And I was, like, I, I, like, ate some of that salt out there. And they were, like, how much? And I was, like, one piece, maybe two, which means, like, more. And they were, like, you ate the road salt. <laughs> and then they were, like, we're calling your mother. And then my mom came in and was, like, Jesus Christ. Like, what? <laughs> And they're like, she was like, did you, th- what did you think it was just, I was like, well, it said salt on it. And then like the bucket says like road salt. And I was like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I had to go home and get my stomach pumped or what, or I, th- I think I did. So that you was did? what? Well, it's like poison. Oh, it's not good God. for you. I didn't have to get like a full on pump. I forget what I had. I did like drink something throughout, which brings me to another memory when I was over. Wait, girl, you get one memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should kidding. I tell wait, the other wait, one wait, another time? Road? You can tell it right now. I'm just joking. Um, I don't know if that's the most embarrassing. I would think it would be something with pooping my pants, but I'm not – I am i can't think of a time. I, I can't really think of a – Well, my my cousin, he has a story. He, like, had – we always was my cousin Kelly's basketball games <laughs> to watch them when we were little, and they were always at other schools, and he had to go to the bathroom, and the bathroom door was locked, and so he was, like, seven and just shat in front of the bathroom. Oh, my left. God. That's awful. <laughs> that's that... – that's... Wait, that's awful. That's, that's a story. That is so. Oh my god. Okay, so that actually made me think of that made me think of another one. The first time I got my period, I was at summer camp, and this is like when I was like over. This is I was like overweight, so I hated. I was really when I was like big. I don't know if it was like display is because I was like heavier, or if it was I was uncomfortable with my body because I was like, you know, going through puberty. But I always would wear like shorts and a t shirt at the beach, and 
I'm at summer camp and we're like out on a boat water skiing. And I realized I got my, I, before I was like, I think I'm going to get my period. So not, I took a pad. No, wait, if it's your first period, do you know that you were going to get your period? Or you're like, oh, I just, I feel weird. I felt weird. And I, everyone at the summer camp was like getting their period. So I was like, I bet I'm getting mine. So I put like a pad in my bathing suit and like not knowing really what I was doing. And then we go out on the water and a pad absorbs period blood but it also absorbs fucking water so then this giant pad is like like there's like all this water in it so then like when we're on the boat like it's like just like looked ridiculous i managed to cover that up though so no one really noticed but that was fucking brutal that was pretty bad and then one time i got a concussion i'm trying to think of like like i remember in first grade i threw up like in line in front of everyone all over like my lunch, and then my aunt Cindy had to come get me. Wait, is it and, weird like, that I think that's cute? Why did you throw up? I can I just picture it being cute. Like, what happened? Because my dad was in the hospital, I think, and everything was fucked up. And so I remember just, Aww. like, I'm, like, really nervous. Was the colostopy thing? Yeah, he was like, he almost died. He got his last rites and everything. Like, it was really, really serious. My mother was, like, a stick because she was so nervous and scared. And, like, at that time, anyways, like, I mean, my aunt Cindy and Uncle Mike were basically raising us or my my grandparents like my mom was always at the hospital and it was like scary and then um so yeah i think like it must have been because i was like nervous and i remember waiting in line mrs crail was my first grade teacher and i was like that was her name and i was like i was like i think i'm gonna throw up and then before the words even came out i just threw up everywhere and i just cried and cried and then my and my aunt cindy had to come get me and what did people do like did people say anything to you I think they just like felt bad. I mean, you're in first grade, like there's not so much, there's not as much shame. Right. But you know, like once you hit sixth grade, like you're shamed for everything. That was that I'm, I kind of got to miss that because I went to a Waldorf school. So then like the transition from like this, like safe little Waldorf school where we like held hands every morning and greeted the sun to then high school was like, what? greeted the sun. Oh my God. Waldorf schools are hippie. Like you don't wear shoes. Like everyone has to take their shoes off. What? Yeah, we like make macaroni and okay, cheese Italian as a school. Do not send their kids to Wardorf school. Definitely not Waldorf. <laughs> Waldorf. This was you guys will get a kick. This is is embarrassing. We had something called um, I think it was called May Day or May something, and where it would be like we'd like welcome in the spring, and there is a, a something called a Maypole, which I, whatever. It's just like a oh, giant. Yeah. Have you heard of that? And. Yeah, it's like a medieval thing. Yes, it's like a medieval thing. And, like, everyone would have a piece of ribbon, and the ribbon would be attached to the pole, and the kids would, like, do, like, little, like, synchronized movements, and then they would make, like, a pattern on the pole. But because of my dyslexia or ADD or whatever, I would, like, mess up the rhythm and do it wrong. And you couldn't tell while everyone's moving around, but then, like, the whole thing would be done, and there'd be, like, one ribbon, like, zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. And they'd be like, whose ribbon was that? And then I'd be, like, holding the, like, culprit ribbon, and everyone's like, Emma! Because, like, I couldn't I couldn't be like, I don't know who did it, but it was, I fucked up the whole goddamn maple. <laughs> All you were supposed to do was go up and down and up and down, and somehow I'd, like, skip people and, like, get confused. So it'd be, like, this, like, beautiful pattern maypole, and then this one, like, what the fuck? I'm like, mm. <laughs> Um, well, I think we should end this episode because I gotta save my voice before. Okay, I yes, and then we can do our Patreon. Forty people tonight. You're gonna um, be great. Yeah, we're gonna do the rest. We're gonna do the rest on our Patreon. So make sure you join our Patreon. I made a yes. bunch of Shark Tank videos. Yeah, uh, so it was like over my 
Barbara impression. It was like three solid minutes of me just doing Barbara. And we're almost up to our 100 Patreon. So then we're going to start reviewing like dating apps, which is going to be really, really fun. Um, I would love it if we get enough Patreon people to have like a private Patreon show. Like that would be like a dream. That would be really, really fun to do. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That would be so great. Um, yeah, so check Should that we out. Make merch? Should we make t-shirts? Like, I would, face on it? I think that would be so fun. Or like the, or like if we could do something with like, um, yeah, like the barber, yeah, like our faces or something. I just think that would be, I don't know. I think it'd be really fun. I would wear it. All right. I'm sure I'm my dad would it. get one. So yeah. and my mother would get one. Yeah. Them. Everyone in my family would wear it. Perfect. All right. Well, um, thank you guys. Fun. And where can people find Henry? Uh, make sure you watch our Netflix specials August 31st. August 31st. Yep. And Henry, where are you online? Are you online? Oh, my Instagram is my full name at Henry Kapersky. H E N R Y K O P E R S K I. Thank you very much. Of course. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on the Patreon. <laughs>